guys. I'm gonna put my Bible here because I'm using a podium. So if you see me reach for this, that is why. I'm gonna tell you now. I'm so nervous. And Josh almost just fell. <laughs> um I honestly didn't realize how nervous I was until I stood up and my legs started shaking and she was praying and I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. Um but I really just can't ask for a better prayer than what she prayed. Um, also, I can see that I'm not centered, I don't think. And so I'm going to scoot over just to, nope, that was the wrong way direction. My bad. Sorry, guys. I'm awkward if you don't know me yet. <laughs> um, but gosh, I'm just amazed at how, how the Father works and how he just went before me and gave her that prayer and prayed it before I came up. <sighs> so excited. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and pray again because I am still very nervous. Um, Father, I thank you um, for this opportunity to speak. Um, I thank you that you've orchestrated everything before us, um, that you've gone before us, and you just planned out our path before we even were born. Father, you just reign above all, you reign above all sickness and diseases, Father. You reign above of what I'm about to say tonight, and I know that my words are just a jumbly mess without your spirit and without your power, Father, and asking you to just come and speak right now. Father, that you just work through my nerves and honestly my shaking legs right now. Um, Father, I ask that you just come and meet me here and just speak through me, that my words mean nothing without you, Father. I ask that you just come. Okay, round two. Hey guys, um, so my name is Meredith. For any of y'all who don't know me, um, I am a junior at West Georgia. Um, I feel like I should say my major because we have high schoolers here, so big shout out to y'all first of all, but I'm also a health and, community, health and community wellness major, so if you want to talk about it, I love my major and I'm very passionate about it, um, so find me on Instagram and let's talk about it, um, but for real, shout out to the seniors that are here, I'm so glad you're here, I know that you could be on Netflix right now doing something or I don't know what else you could be doing right now, but I'm super thankful that you're here with us, um, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, I'm excited about what I'm speaking on and what the Lord gave me to speak on tonight, and it just happens to be the night that y'all are here with us. Um, I hope that tonight you find peace um, in the unknown. I know that for y'all, ending high school like this is incredibly unexpected. I don't think anyone knew that this, anyone could even imagine that this would happen your senior year of high school, much less any year of our life, right? Um, but I really just hope that you find joy in this moment and what you had in high school, um, that you just savor what you did have instead of focusing on what you're missing out on. Um, I hope that you have peace and hope walking into what's to come in college or whatever else you do after high school. Um, so moving on, I'm a huge introvert. Um, so if you're also an introvert, you know that I am partially thriving right now. Uh -huh. It's not that I hate everyone, especially y'all. I really love y'all, but I just really have enjoyed this time to do things at my own pace, on my own time, and not have a schedule to work towards. Like, it's all in my head. I'm getting a big nod from Olivia, and it's really encouraging because she's also an introvert. But it's really the life right now for introverts. However, I know that's not the case uh, for all of y'all, extroverts. I don't know how you're doing it. If this is how I function and how I live best, I don't know how you're doing it, honestly. Like, I, I'm so sorry, and I'm seriously praying for you because I know that this is hard. I don't know how you're doing it. But anyways, 
If you've been hanging us throughout this series, you know that we've been talking about different spiritual practices that are necessary for our spiritual growth and faith. And yeah, I did just say necessary because without these practices, we are like sedentary water. And if you've ever been playing disc golf at Hobbs Farm, or if you really just walked past a lake or grew up in the country where there's a lot of sedentary water, guys, it stinks and it's gross and it looks gross and it, it looks like something that's probably out of my nightmares or like some bad movie. Um, yeah, so like sedentary water is not cool, but honestly, that's how sedentary faith looks also. It's not desirable. It doesn't really look good to people around you and it kind of stinks. Um, but like when you poke it, when you poke sedentary water, which I feel like as a kid, that's, we've all done that. Um, it moved it and it moved the water around a little bit and it brings a little clarity, right? Like you poke sedentary water with all the oil and grossness on top and then you see what's underneath. And so that's just the same as our faith. When you take these practices, small as they are, they may seem like the tiniest little movements in your day and the changes that you make. But as small as they are, these intentional daily actions grow you even the tiniest little bit closer to Jesus. And that's what our goal in life is, right? As Christians, our goal is to grow closer to Jesus. And so these tiny little movements, the tiny little poke in the water, brings clarity to your life and it grows you closer to Jesus. And that's why these are important. So moving into something a little bit deeper, I'm just gonna say it for all of us because I think it kind of reigns true for almost everyone that I know. 2019, it kind of stunk. It was a really hard year. There was a lot to happen in that year. I personally, also I'm gonna mess up before I get into the really deep stuff. I don't know if you can see that, but I'm short and I really need this. But yeah, I personally experienced a lot in 2019. I, if you know my story a little bit, I lived in Chattanooga for one year for school. Um, last year and at the end of the school year I was just struggling really hard um, I've, I was battling a lot of mental issues um, depression and anxiety and loneliness and if you've ever experienced any of those particularly loneliness for me you know how heavy that is you know that it's a hard weight to carry and so I ended up moving home um, I am from this area and so at the end of the year I was up in Chattanooga dog sitting for this family um, who actually just got hit by the tornado. Um, and so that's also hard to see. And it's like, I could have been there. Um, like I could have lived in that neighborhood, but God went before me and brought me home. Because honestly, with everything happening, I may not have emotionally been ready to experience coronavirus on top of a tornado. And I, I don't know, that was just a random note that it was not in my notes, but I just said it. Um, but yeah, so like I ended up moving home, um, cause I just, I just remember telling God while I was dog sitting over summer, Lord, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need you to come and move in this place and either move me home and give me an opportunity to go home back to where I know and to grow there into a ministry. Cause I didn't have a ministry in, in Chattanooga. And let me tell you seniors, high school seniors, that is the most vital thing I have had in my college career. Like I, one of the biggest reasons I moved home because I did not have community. And so if you took anything away from that tonight, have a community that encourages you and grows you. I personally am biased to CCF, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, so I had to move home 
Um, because I just, I just remember I could not do it anymore. And it's been so good being home. But even still, I experienced a lot in 2019. Other of us, other of y'all suffered similar pain and suffering. Some of you suffered heartache and mental battles that were so hard and so deep that you barely saw the light at the top of the pit that you felt like you were sitting in. There are countless sin battles and roadblocks. There are unexpected situations and unmet expectations. See, 2019 was heavy, and everyone that I personally know was so ready to get out of it. That's how heavy that one year was. See, in planning this out, I didn't really know where I was going with this and what I was going to say. I was originally supposed to talk about rest, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll ask the leadership team what they were hoping for walking into 2020. Um, what were they expecting? What were they hoping? What were they praying for? And guys, just reading the responses just gave me chills because I see what they said, and I see how God is working in their lives, even if they don't see it, I do. You see, collectively, walking into 2020, we wanted a good year, one full of fruit, fruitfulness, and peace. We wanted a breath of fresh air, rest for our weary and tired souls. We wanted our faith strengthened and stretched more than ever. We wanted to leave our struggles behind. We wanted to leave our fear, our depression, our anxiety, all of the issues that we face at the door of the new year behind us, never looking back. We wanted victory. We felt that God had big plans for us personally and also for the church. We felt and even knew that this year held something different. It was gonna be epic. And if you were with us, CCF went to um, Passion this year and we it's a conference, seniors, um, it's amazing. I encourage you to go, even if you're not a part of CCF and you go to a different school, come back to us and sign up. It is absolutely amazing. But anyways, we went to Passion, which is a Christian conference for college students. Um, and it was over New Year's. We literally rang in 2020, praising our Lord for all that he is and all that he's done and all that he will do. And guys, I just felt walking into 2020, like I didn't personally feel it at first, but there was this excitement. There's like electricity in the air. And I think we all kind of felt that either we felt it or someone else beside us felt it. And we just knew that this year had something big for us. See, some of y'all, you were planning for graduation, high, schools, high schoolers and college. You were planning to buy your graduation in invitations, almost forgot the word. You were buying your cap and gown, you were getting ready. You're about to take your senior pictures in your cap and gown because you don't get them in until like right before. You're getting excited for the last picture sessions. Some of you were also super excited. I just spit, and I don't know if y'all saw that, but I did. Um, but some of y'all, you were excited for your last season of baseball, of track, tennis, soccer, band, whatever you do at your school, this was your last semester of it and you were so excited for it. You were gonna savor every moment. Even if you weren't planning to savor every moment because you're ready to get out of school, you were. That's just how senior year goes. It's a very like nostalgic feeling, not nostalgic, I don't know what I'm looking for right now, but like you just know that something special is in that year and even if you hated high school, you savor it. And so some of y'all were excited to spend your last semester with your friends and even the people you're not friends with, but you just grew up with them for 12 years. That's a big thing. And that's one of the last times you'll ever see them. I promise you. Um, some of y'all are getting ready for that. And then 
just like that. Those bones. And we're left questioning and confused. All these things that you thought 2020 was going to hold for you. Did I just hear, mishear God when he told me that this year was going to be big and I was going to be changed? Was that even God? Was it in my head? Was it all just a lie? Because right now, it feels more like victory, try defeat. Anxiety, I got more of that. Depression, yeah, I haven't seen my parents and friends in a month. Graduation, canceled. My plans, canceled. My birthday, canceled. Study abroad trip, canceled. Life as we knew it, just canceled. Just like that. And as much as I wish I was just making a really bad joke to you, I know for some of us, that's all incredibly real. We have lost something in this time, something that we were not expecting would ever get taken away from us. The pain that you feel is real. The heartbreak, the sadness, the fear, it's all real. Some of you are asking, how could God move through this situation? How could such a good God move through such a horrible worldwide mess of a situation? How can he be working when life as we knew it is just gone? So moving on, we're going to flip to Romans. Um, I'm going to read Romans 8, 24 through 28. I'm going to come over here and hopefully y'all will be flipping there. And my Bible's upside down, so that's fine. Romans 8, 24. For in this hope we were saved, which, by the way, the hope is redemption of our bodies and eternal life in Jesus. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Guys, in all things, all things, he works for the good of his people. That means hearing that despite our current circumstances, God is working. He's not working against us. He's not punishing us. And he's not leaving us out to dry. No. He's working in our circumstances, the good and the bad, for the good of us and the growth of his kingdom. See, what I've experienced in my life and what I've heard and seen in other people's lives, God pours us more in the fire and the pain than he does in the mountain high moments. Because it's in the fire. It's in the fire that the gold and silver is melted. It's in the fire that everything, all metals become moldable. I don't know if you're super strong and you've ever broken metal. I personally have not, nor have I tried, but that's another thing that I probably won't ever do in my life. Unless it's a competition. I don't know. Anyways, like when you try and break metal, like steel or something, I don't know what strong metal is because I feel like that's the manly thing to know, but I don't. If you try and break it, it's not going to break. It's not going to break with an outside force without that outside force. And that outside force is heat. 
It's tension. See, it's in the fire. It's in the moment when all we have left is hope. And we're truly dependent on God because that's all we have left. It's in those moments that he truly molds us into something beautiful. And he makes us who he's destined us to be. And see, this all sounds really good. And we say that we want this change and we want to be refined like that. Because, I mean, that's amazing. I want to look more like Jesus, right? But when that fire and when that life change comes and the situation around you is changed, we withdraw and we try and run from it. We complain about it instead. We talk bad about the people who are saying one thing and that thing and blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of that going on right now. I know you see it. If you're on social media, you've seen it. People are talking bad about one side of a story and the other people are talking bad about the other side of a story. See, when the fire and change comes, we try and run from it because it's uncomfortable. That was my phone if you heard the buzz. But it's uncomfortable. And honestly, I also have a sticky note stuck to my foot. Um, sorry guys, I'm really just everywhere. <laughs> but the change and the refinement, I mean, I don't know if you ever stepped into a fire. Don't think it's comfortable. I've never really tried it. I mean, I like used to stick straws in there when I was a kid and like bend them into cool shapes, but that's all I ever did. I never like dug my hand in the fire to see if it would bend, you know? But like if you stepped in fire, that's uncomfortable. It hurts and it's painful. It's not really something you desire to do. And so when this, the fire of life comes, it's uncomfortable. But honestly, it's all, only because our life before was comfortable. But let's talk about our life before this. The life that we expect to happen. The life that is more comfortable and we kind of just like, yeah, something bad may happen right now. But it would be like me failing a test instead of a pandemic happening, you know. So let's talk about this life that's before the coronavirus, that's comfortable for us. Pre-corona, was your life truly life-giving and pointing those around you to Jesus? Were you intentionally making time to grow your faith daily? Were you making time for God? Are you making time to know him? Or were you stuffing your to-do list? See, maybe those answers to some of those questions was yes for some of y'all. But I believe for the majority of us, life before this was stressful. It was busy and it was nonstop. We were stressed about graduation and where we're going after that and the job that we may or may not have. And can I even get a job with this major? Why did I do this? We were stressed about our class loads and how heavy they were. We were stressed about our never ending to-do list and how much we had. We rarely ever slowed down. See, we have technology at the tip, oh, sorry, fingertips, and it keeps us constantly on our feet, trying to keep up with everyone. We feel lost if we don't have something keeping us busy. We feel lost if we don't have schoolwork to do. We feel lost if we don't have a project to do. Um, we feel lost if we're not posting pictures after our fun little weekend that we had with our friends, like so-and-so does. We feel lost when we don't have something to do, something that feels like it gives us purpose, maybe. But guys, as true as all that is, I can say that's true for myself. But as true as it all is, at, at whatever, um, Jesus doesn't thrive in busyness. Think about Jesus when he was on earth. Through all scripture, was he ever in a hurry? See, the disciples had to wake him up a few times when the storms came. 
when they got scared and they doubted him. He moved slow. He didn't move in a hurry. But we we're supposed to model him, right? There's this one pastor that I listen to and I, like, if I ever had to move to Oregon, this is the church I'm going to because it's in Portland. And I just love how they do life together. Um, but the pastor said, he said this in a podcast the other day, Jesus was never in a rush, never hurried. He spent a lot of time alone, a lot of time away from people to process his feelings with God, to pray and to be. He set aside a day to rest and Sabbath. He lived simply away from the distractions of the world. And with all of this, he was at peace. He was God, but even still, he lived the same life as you. Side note, last year was the first year I realized um, that Sabbath is actually a commandment. If you didn't know that also like me, um, I would love to see in the comments later because I felt really dumb and like I lost Christian points or something when I figured out that Sabbath is actually a commandment. Like, I don't know if I never learned the Ten Commandments or what. And Mom and if you're watching out there, um, I'm sorry. But anyways, as bad and as scary as all the pandemic stuff and quarantine and social distancing has seen, the coronavirus has caused us to pause and to live more intentionally. We've been forced to slow down. And we as a church, I mean, I think we've all seen it. We as a church are serving our neighbors now more than I've ever in my entire life seen. I've done outreach week. I've gone on mission trips. But guys, I've never seen the church serve like this. I've never seen the church just like go for it and love people like we are right now. And even if you have more schoolwork to do, even if your job is harder because now it's online, even if whatever it is, your social interactions, they're all on Zoom and Zoom is crashing some days because there's so many people on at once, even if your life is different and weird, it's changed. See, I think we live, I think we live in today now more than ever because who knows what comes tomorrow. By removing the things that once distracted us, our to-do list, our schooling, our planning graduation, whatever it is for you, what once distracted you is now gone, and now we have time and space to lean into his word and his presence like it was never possible before. I don't really think that I've had this much time on my hands since like summer when I was in maybe third grade or something, and I just was like, I'm so bored, let's go back to school. Like, I just don't remember having this much time on my hands. And like I said, I'm an introvert and I'm doing things that I've never been able to do before because I have time and I have space and I have no schedules that hold me in a tight schedule and they hold me down. I just have space to do things how I want to. And same way, we have space to lean into his presence like we've never been able to before. See, God isn't a God of accidents and I don't believe that any of this is coincidental. From the moment that this first all happened, I just remember sending out this message to a group of people that I'm in a group text with. I think it was leadership or something like that. And I was just like moved by the grace of God. And to it was like week one, like day three or something. And so like I hadn't really felt the full weight of what is happening right now. But even still, I was just moved by the love and the grace of our Father. See, all these things that we prayed for this is it. This is how we do it. In this space that he's given us, 
the space to rest and to grow deeper, to intentionally work on becoming more like Christ because that's what it's all about. It's all about apprenticeship to Jesus. And if that's not what you're doing, then what are you doing? And I don't think that we misheard God when he said that this year would be different and that it would change us. I don't think at all that we misheard him. I think we just had our own, in our mind, we had our own expectations and now it's not what we thought and we're like, oh, he's not answering my prayers anymore. Guys, stop and open your eyes. He's answering your prayers like you never expected, but God, he's a good and gracious God and he provides when and how we least expect it because honestly, he knows better than we do. He knows what we need before it even happens. He's doing it better than anything we could have ever imagined for ourselves and done on our own. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I think that's so true right now. Like, don't lean on your expectations that you had. Lean into Him. It's not your understanding. This world isn't about you. Why are you leaning on your understanding if it's not about you? It's not about your kingdom and what you're building up and what job you're pursuing and what school you're going to and what job you're going to get after. It's about Him. So if you don't know what you're doing with your life, lean on him because it's not about you. He knows better than you. He knows what job you're going to have in five years and how you're going to get there. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Guys, he's intentional with his plans for us. Are you intentional with him in return? A Christian author, um, I heard this quote the other day, but a Christian author William Paulsell said this, it is unlikely that we will deepen our relationship with God in a casual or haphazard manner. There will be a need for some intentional commitment, some reorganization in our own lives. But there is nothing that will enrich our lives more than a deeper and clearer perception of God's presence in the routine, routine of daily living. Gosh, I hope that like hit you in the heart. Because when I heard it, I heard it in the same podcast as the other one, but it just spoke to me so much. See, it requires us to reorganize our life, to intentionally center our daily habits around becoming more like Christ. You don't just do it by accident. You don't become like Christ just because one day you woke up and said, hey, God, I'm going to become like you now. No. You have to create a routine, daily living within God's presence. It doesn't just happen by accident. And what better time to re reorganize your life than now? You have space. You have time. And even if your life is harder right now because you have more to do for school, because that was supposed to be an in-class assignment with a group of people, and now I'm having to do it all myself online, and I don't do good online. Or maybe you are having to do more for your job, and your job is really an in-person job. Or maybe whatever it is that's making it harder right now, or like you're requiring you to do more work on your side of things, I don't think you can say that you don't have more time even still. Because even if you're doing more school, you still have some time in your day that's just free. So you would normally have something else to do in that time. Maybe it's coming to CCF. On a Thursday night, you don't have that anymore. You log in now. Maybe it's going to a weekly dinner with a group of people. Maybe it's just something you go to on Sunday nights or something you do on Friday nights. You don't have that anymore. What better time than now to reorganize your life? 
1 Corinthians 9. That's where I'm going to read for from now. First Corinthians 9, 24 through 29. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it for a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it a slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Did you hear that? Strict training, AKA spiritual practices. Are you going through strict training daily? Are you living intentionally to become more like Christ? Are you training and striking blows at yourself, at your old flesh? Are you taking your old dead ways captive and submitting them to the word? Because that's how you overcome them. That's how you overcome your struggles. Submit them to the word and to the Father. Don't focus on them, focus on the Father. Are you running aimlessly? Is that you? Are you filling this empty time, this spare time that you now have? Are you filling it with Netflix or Hulu? Are you spending more time on social media, looking at all the people that you're not? Are you doing whatever you can to take it, to take the stress off, to make it not feel as heavy? Are you doing whatever you can to make the day go by faster? I want you to think back to what you wanted out of 2020, what you expected and hoped for in this year. Just because it's not what you expected it would look like. Does not mean he didn't provide it. Amen. Hey. <laughs> That's a word. word. Going back to Romans, we know that in all good things, God works for the good of those who love him. Guys, what actions are you taking to move closer to Christ? Are you fully utilizing this time that he's given us to grow? Or are you sitting in stagnant water like some nasty stench? Are, you, are your current routines forming you into a different person than you were before this quarantine? Are you about to walk out of this quarantine whenever it does end? Are you going to walk out of the same person? Are you going to be different? Are you going to look more like Jesus and you go back into society and be like, all the people around you are going to be like, whoa, you're different. What is this? Like, I, I like it, but what is this? Are you going to be that person? Or are you going to look the same? Even, are you going to be worse off because you let this defeat you instead of having the victory over it? So I want to send you all off with a challenge. I know this was a lot. Um, and instead of going to social media and binge watching when you're bored or maybe when you feel depressed, I want you to turn to scripture. This is something that I have been practicing when I feel depressed. I've been trying my best to turn to scripture. When you get overwhelmed or stressed, tell the Father about it. Don't, don't wallow in your feelings. Tell the Father about it. He wants to hear from you. If you need to, you can paint it. You can go on a walk and enjoy the nature that he's created for you to enjoy. Try one of the practices that we've already talked about on the stream or the ones that we've shared on Instagram. We've had some amazing people share some stuff on Instagram. Please go watch them if you haven't. Try one of those practices. 
I just want to encourage you, don't let the season pass you by and just be a mere experience that's going down in history that you experienced. Lean into the gift that this is from the Father. Hey, Father, um, I just thank you for allowing us to be here. Um, I just thank you for the word that you've given me. Um, Father, I, hope, I just pray that you just open the hearts of people to penetrate them, to penetrate into their hearts, Father, that you just move their heart, Father, that you just change them and you just encourage them that it's okay to feel upset and emotional right now, but, Father, it's not okay to sit and, and, look, and express it to other people, Father. Or you can express it to other people, like share with them, but don't let that be your definition. Father, I ask that you just, you define people in this time. You speak over them, you speak over this time in life, and Father, you just open their eyes to see how you're moving in this. Father, I know that you're moving, I can feel you moving, I've seen it since the first day this all happened, Father. I know that you're moving, and Father, I just pray that you open our eyes to see how you're doing it, because I know that this is something crazy that we're never experiencing again in life. This is unexpected, but it's also so very beautiful. And Father, I pray that you just open people's eyes to see the positive sides of this because it's not all negative, Father. 